Welcome to the Are We Still Here podcast, where we talk about what really matters for you and your own health and fitness. I'm Jess. And I'm Sasha. And each week we'll come to you with a no-nonsense topic, which will make you challenge your own thoughts and ask, are we still here? Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast. And let's get to today's pod. Hello, welcome to episode 76. We had some technical difficulties this morning. Yeah, we did. Followed by by a chat because Jess is starting one-to-one. Woo! Starting one-to-one again. I know. Uh, Last time I did one-to-one was 2020, I think. was. Do you know what? I don't know if I did... did, It overlapped into 2021. Mm -hmm. And I had a very, very small amount of clients who I was still doing face-to-face who were either... um, like winding down for a specific reason like yeah. I had a couple of clients who was going to have babies mm. so I didn't like stop doing their coaching yeah. I just kind of led went all the way up to their pregnancy yeah um, so yeah so I've, I've not because I had a little studio space for a while for two years and then shut that down and then went all online which yeah I have really loved but yeah I'm glad to get back to doing a few in-person sessions alongside my online remote coaching so if um my online clients listen to this and they're like what what does this mean it doesn't change anything no <laughs> it means exactly the same no it's great as everyone knows I'm a one-to-one whore um mm. I remember whenever I was uh I know this isn't the reason you did it Jess but I remember everyone was saying oh one-to-one's dead mm. um, it's all going to be online and now it's not (laughs) one-to-one is thriving for for a lot of people there's a lot of people that value it so much and just absolutely love coming to the gym just to um have the exercise part of their life just ticked off um it's like it's a nice I think it depends on the person that you are and also what's going on in your lifestyle which means which one appeals to you doesn't it and what I guess your experience of and all stuff like that Mm -hmm. but um I think it is important to as a as a coach to also be able to pay attention to what works for you like you've said to me plenty of times before Sash and like obviously I definitely agree because I've I've experienced both with you Mm. um which is like you are a great in-person coach right Mm. so I think you kind of need to acknowledge like what gets the best out of you I'm I'm a people person yeah if you haven't already guessed (laughs) and I like being around people and yeah the nature of being all online it's great. Some people can absolutely do that, but I I need that sort of bit of variety of seeing people, which is exactly why I'll meet up with my clients for a coffee yeah. or um, arrange to like meet some of my friends who have got businesses on a lunch break or whatever in town because it I re- I do miss that. I think I miss that in person connection. Mm. Um, and it was another reason why I actually started playing football again this year was. Mm. I was missing just being around people. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I love one-to-one. I think that as the years have as the years have gone on, I always say this to Math, like if if I could say one thing that I was really, really good at, it's training people in person. <laughs> and like that's why you know, there's a lot of people in my gym that do like 10 sessions a day or something. And I'm like, after five, yeah, I am a shell of my former self. And I do my ceiling stairs, I'll go home and I'll just stare. And Dan even says like, 
I mean, too much information, but hey, we're here 76 episodes in. But even mm-hmm. when I'm like having a wee, <laughs> I'll stare and he's like, you're doing it again. And I'm like, huh? And, he, and he's like, you're literally just like staring into space. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> I do that. Um, because when you have obviously people back to back and it's in, you know, you're lifting stuff. We forget that we're lifting stuff all the time and you're reading the program, you're explaining the program to the clients. Obviously you're, you're training them, you're coaching them. Obviously you're talking about to them and you're talking about the stuff that they said last week and you remember it. Oh, it's like by the end of that, sick of forking me. Yeah. I and I, I am grateful that when I was moving away from my marketing job I had to try and fit um my all my face-to-face clients on two days basically it was like on a Monday and a Friday I think it was and I re- very quickly realized like what my capacity was for a day like you say some people will go oh well it's fine I can manage it and do 10 hours or whatever but it's like if you know that it has a negative impact on the quality of service that you provide and also wipes you out because it would wipe me out then like on a Tuesday or a Saturday I'd be so fatigued because yeah. you're emotionally and physically drained yeah. so it is good that you know like what you know what your limits are with oh you. yeah I know like, I like know. you've said before like make sure you arrange even just like 15 minutes half an hour in between yeah. people because then you can go for a wee and yeah coffee and like actually <laughs> just reset and and I think you can work through all those things and some yeah it's not it's not impossible no. but I think as a coach you need to be able to acknowledge what impact it's having on your service absolutely and then also think flip flip that and think as a customer if I was going to a, a PT at the end of the day and I knew that I was the 10th person in that door I wouldn't want to be there yeah I'd be like what do they, you must be exhausted yeah because do they really want to be there at that point no honestly I used to work evenings and um years ago I haven't done the evenings in since before lockdown and um I found that cancellations were 50 percent higher when you have evening slots because you're way more likely to skip it or want to skip it if it's at the end of the day yeah. Um, so since I start doing started doing teaching, te- I always call it teachers hours, school hours. Um, I very rarely get a cancellation now, and if I do, it's like a shit. Uh, I have to rush, and you know, it's not like oh, you know, can't yeah. come in. It's like oh shit, I'm so sorry. Like this has happened or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Jess, it'll be great. It'll be great. There's, I, in my opinion, I know you've done it before, but you can't online coach if you haven't coached in person like I said I know you've, you've coached in person before but I'm just saying like in the the grand scheme of things if you've never ever been in front of people in a gym and actually taught someone how to do something you definitely can't teach it through a computer screen um without even seeing them so um yeah it's, it's it I'm, so much yeah well I'm, I'm just well I'm obviously grateful I I did do one-to-one that's yeah, right that's so um it's a uh, it's just yeah it's just I think though it's good to be able to acknowledge when you want to change things as well of course of course and obviously it's new year um soon so that would actually lead on to our first question of the part two of Q&A um 2023 Jess what does it look like I know you're getting married I haven't getting married you know what I keep forgetting about that because (laughs) I've said that for (laughs) a long time yeah oh last Christmas is a miss ah! oh, oh shit you're gonna be Mrs Ellis 
Um, I think so. I still, I know. I just haven't decided. And I say this to Matt all the time. I really like the name Ellis. I think it's really nice. Um, but I also really like the name Neri. So yeah. I'm like, I like both. I just haven't quite decided yet. But um, if in the future we to have children, mm-hmm. I would like us to all have the same name just for ease and convenience. And yeah. I don't know if double barrel is just a bit faffy. I don't know. I will come to that conclusion, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah um, get married next year. Um, third time's a charm. We'll have been together nearly 10 years at that point. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That is, that's actually mental considering you're my age. And if I think of me 10 years ago, I was definitely not going into the relationship of my life. <laughs> yeah, it feels, someone else said that to me the other day and I was like, yeah, it does. Well, obviously it's only eight, nearly nine years this Christmas. Yeah. But, um, it doesn't feel that long. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. It feels weird, but like then it's, it, that's that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, um, getting married, what else? Um so I think this time next year, what do you want to have achieved? Business-wise, personal-wise? Every, everything. Oh, God, that's a very deep question. Who sent this in? Oh, no, it's anonymous, isn't it? Yeah. Um, um, bloody hell, you've thrown me on the spot here. Um, God, I've not even done me. I haven't done any journaling for this session. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I would like to be in a place where I um, have continued to grow um, my both in-person and mm-hmm. online um, side of the business. I am also really keen to do more events. I really like mm-hmm. doing events. And by that, I mean, um, whether that's educational workshops, whether that is um, partnerships with other uh, people or businesses um, where I can see beneficial ties to like, the things that I'm interested in, basically health wellness mindset that type of thing mm-hmm. um so I think it's just uh, just continuing to build on that really um I yeah I, I think that it for me it's just a building phase it's just continuing on from what I'm already doing yeah um you me so I sometimes get a bit stuck with this question because although I'm a very driven ambitious person I think for me, I, I, when I got to full capacity with coaching, I really made myself stick there and be happy. Because Enjoy. as we know, the goalpost always moves. And if I spent the two years since I got back from uh, Saudi wanting to be at full capacity and then I was at full capacity and I didn't appreciate it, then what is the point in anything? <laughs> um, what is the point? You know, if you're not acknowledging that you've actually achieved one of the biggest goals you've had and, and then just being like, oh yeah, but what about the rest? Then you're going to live a miserable life um, and never be happy with anything. So I would like to, uh, might have a one-to-one coming up in January, by the way, might, might. Um, I'll have, I might advertise on Instagram. I'm going to ask my other clients first, but yeah, that's, that's a first. Um, but yeah, just remain, remain at full capacity. Um, keep learning. I always think yeah. every, every year, I always think, God, I'm so much better than I was last year. And God, I'm so much better than I was the year before. Um, so just I think hopefully you... this time next year, I'll say, God, I'm so much better than I was in 2022. 
I don't think I think if you're not looking back every few like every six months yeah. or so and cringing a little bit, then yeah. you're not doing it right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And my cringeometer is very sensitive, as you know, Jess. Um Yeah. I look back, <laughs> yeah, I look back at all things all the time and think, oh bloody hell, how much I've grown and changed yeah. as, as a coach, as a person, like yeah. your awareness of like just bloody life. I think yeah. it's so it is really important to just keep absolutely appreciating where you are but in doing so you have to like reflect where you've come from of course and um me and dan want to do an unusual not unusual but just not typical um holiday next year um we want to go and do something like a bit more we like we maybe want to go to like borneo or um Chile or just somewhere that and do something really cool like not just not beachy not fucking Ibiza just <laughs> not not that hey I went to Ibiza recently yeah not that I'm, I just not, <laughs> not that I'm judging it but you know somewhere that might even be like a bit of a personal challenge and something that's quite maybe that's hard and could be life-changing like I, I, I want to go to South Korea so um yeah lots more traveling coming up pretty much every eating out uh money that I've ever spent is now I don't we literally we just don't do it anymore it's just the cost is just uh, I'm giving someone 20 quid for something I can make at home so um all that money is going into travel uh, travel a travel fund so yeah next year we want to do maybe Oslo or or Stockholm for my birthday obviously Barcelona for your Hindu mm. <laughs> um, and then maybe an unusual holiday in the summer and then maybe another one at, at Christmas so yeah but apart from that just not that much different really 2023 is just going to be 2022 but hopefully just marginally better um, but nothing extreme I don't I'm not um, I'm happy to just crack on and keep doing what I'm doing really yeah, travels travels a good one as well. More travel, I think with the wedding and stuff. My travel plans over the last couple of years have yeah. just been, and obviously COVID and everything. Yeah, just looked a lot different. But yeah, me and Matt normally like to travel a lot more. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Right, question two. This is a good one. I'm going to read it out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if this sounds dumb but I've been training for over a year now and I feel I don't look much different uh, to when I started. Uh, Why could that be? Or is there any reason for this? I think that's a good question. And I think um, it's not dumb at all. No question Uh, is a stupid question. No question is a stupid question. Um, But I think it's going to be really interesting to go into as obviously as Jess and I always talk about aesthetics, blah, 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 blah. And can I just say this (laughs) to start? The people I know in my life, and I'm thinking of people now, Jess, this is no offense to you, by the way. And no offense, <laughs> no offense to myself or but my you mom. just said that makes me feel like I'm gonna be offended. <laughs> no, so I think me, you, my mum. I think of like clients, for example. Um I'm not gonna name any names, but certain clients who I've had this conversation with. Um, people in my life, people that I've known, um, people that are 10 years older than me, people that are 20 years older than me. These people are people that I know in my life have been training the most consistently and for the longest time. 
if you saw them in the street in their clothes, would you think, fucking hell, someone's been training for 10 years? No. You'd be like, all right. <laughs> because after a while, it's unless you put a certain amount of effort into purposely trying to get a particular adaptation, not what it's about. Unless yeah. there are the, obviously, we, we call them the unicorns in the industry. Like that guy who uh, ran a marathon whilst chain, chain smoking cigarettes. People are, oh my God, so you can run? So you can run marathons uh, whilst, tra- whilst smoking? It's like, not this, guy, this guy is obviously genetically in some way gifted in that area. Mm-hmm. He can just do it. It doesn't mean that that's what to do. It just means that there's someone in the world that has done it. Mm. It's like, but we automatically jump on the individualism and like, you can do anything. It's like, Jess, if you smoked, if you chain smoked a pack of cigarettes and run a marathon, what, what would it be like? Oh my God, it'd be like hell. It'd be like <laughs> trying to run with a, a bag on my head. <laughs> there you go. Um, so Jess, what are your thoughts on this question? If you want me to read a part of it again, then let me know. It's quite long. My thoughts are like you just mentioned there though, is, is one of the things where, that adaptation as well for some people um maybe uh, comes not more natural than others so yes. if you are genetically disposed to hold muscle or be mm-hmm. leaner or whatever be stronger in certain things it's like maybe that comes natural to you yeah. like I always think like my arms are quite lean and I don't mm-hmm. necessarily do a lot to make them that way it's just that they are and I don't yeah. but um, some people might be entirely different and it's not because I'm constantly trying to get massive biceps or whatever yeah. mm. no it's not it's just like part of part of um, the way that my body's evolved through training for 10 years as it now looks that way and it's not because I'm really trying hard to look a certain way it's because it's it's actually probably just a byproduct of the training that I do that it looks that way mm-hmm. um and but, you could probably you know, stop for 10 years and your arms would probably look like that it's very yeah pretty similar they would yeah. you probably maybe see a slight difference like yeah. maybe a little bit less muscle but not like hell of a lot but yeah. I think what, what I would say is like I also train my my bum and my glutes but they don't look the same <laughs> as my arms do but that's only because of the way that my body is yeah disposed to look that way and I think that's something that we often get twisted is like um you've said a prime example to me before of Mm -hmm. someone that you've known Sasha who doesn't train barely does a thousand steps a day and has um a quote-unquote um typical slim size eight curvy body in the places that people would maybe desire curves in today's society and does nothing Right. I've, yeah, so, I've known I've known a girl with a six pack who's never been in a gym and never exercised in her entire life. Yeah. If that doesn't tell you something to stop focusing on something that might never happen, then I don't know what will. She'd never done a single thing. She had a six pack. She, she could put a picture of that six pack on Instagram and make thousands. It's like an yeah. session, and she's never even she's never even been to a gym. It's like Lucy Davis, doesn't she? She says, yeah, so she, she admits she's gonna, it. Yeah, she's a fitness influencer. She says, I've had a six pack since I was about six. Yeah. She was, <laughs> yeah, she was like, she's like, I'm, I was a swimmer when I was younger. Yeah. So I was always fairly athletic. And she doesn't hold any body fat on that 
area really even yeah. if she didn't train you wouldn't maybe know she'd still be fairly lean or whatever so it's like she says I don't do any ab workouts I don't do yeah. anything like that but people think I must do loads to yeah. to look like this and it's like it's just the way her body is yeah um, she's very athletic very naturally um, na- yeah naturally lean. got an athletic build yeah, yeah. um you just tell because this is no shade to her but she's got like no boobs right yeah and women with like quite flat chests tend to be more a more athletic build you don't you you wouldn't get someone who looked like her with like an eight pack with like massive massive jugs which is why a lot of bodybuilders <laughs> eventually end up getting boob, yeah, boob jobs exactly. Because, exactly because your tissue in your breast is just fat <laughs> so guess, yeah guess, guess what when you lose all your body fat from your body guess what's gonna go first yeah but <laughs> the drugs yeah I feel like I could talk about that for a long time anyway um I had a good chat with my client uh, who lives over in Australia um on Monday morning and she said something really interesting so uh I've been working with her for a year and um she's done so well so considering she's a thousand whatever miles away and we're not even in the same time zone um she's done so well and she came to see me a couple times in October and um because she was obviously coming home she had like three weeks of like she went to Scotland London like she had this like amazing time and then she went back and she said that the minute she got back she said little thoughts that she used to have were coming back in oh really and I said I said oh that's interesting she's, she's very self-aware but I said that's interesting and she said she said it's funny because now I know that my weight training has got nothing really to do with the way I look. She goes, I st- before I would have asked me as in coach to, to put more sessions in for her because she'd be like, well, um, I'm not 100% happy in the way I look, so I'll just train more. But she said to me, she said, but now I know that it's not really got anything to do with that. She goes, that's literally not what I thought about at all. She's yeah. like... I said well, yeah just crack on and do your th- three or four that you usually do and um but because she has been going again really really consistent for a year big holiday all over the shop right she started talking about something that we've not spoken about since she started and that was calories right so I let her chat and whatever and I said I said you know what's really interesting I said like I was saying to uh, you guys on the call last Wednesday, I said, when I've been training people for a really long time and they've got really good consistency and we're just cracking on and the training's really good and we're just in a really, really healthy mindset, it usually takes three to four weeks of lack of consistency because of whatever reason, not in a bad way, holiday, illness, whatever, to make people either, there's two things that I usually see, want to track their food, or want to do an endurance event <laughs> and they creep in and there's two clients that I've got that one of them said about calories and one of them said about endurance event and I said to uh, this client in Australia on Monday I said I said this might not be it I said but I'm just going to throw it out there and I said do you think that because you have a little bit of a lack of control because you've come back and work's really busy and you and you're all over the shop do you think that suddenly wanting to track calories out of nowhere is just a way of like just regaining that tiny bit of control and she goes that's exactly what it is (laughs) (laughs) so we both laughed and she goes Sasha she said that's exactly what it is and and you know what so I said to her I was like if you want to do it I said 
go for it. I said, I'll happily look at it. I said, do whatever you want if you want to go for it. And she goes, no, because you know what's going to happen. And I was like, yeah, I do. But you tell me what's going to happen. She goes, I'm going to do it for a few days. And I'm going to stop. And, then and then I said, it. yeah. And then I said, yeah. So I said, again, do what you want to do. I will look at it. But mm-hmm. if you've just said that that's what it is, then good for you because I tell you what there's not many people that would just admit and just say yeah that's exactly what it is so it's like once you know that what we do has little to do with what you look like you start to notice these things that that come in and you start to understand that just doing more oh I'm just gonna do this I'll just do one extra this doesn't make much of a difference Mm. so yeah I thought that was um I said that to her and I said, I said, <laughs> I said, yeah, it's like when people just random, not you, because obviously you, you've been, but some people just say, oh, I ran, oh uh, I'm going to do high rocks. And I'm like, do you think that's because you've not been consistent for the last few weeks? So you feel like you need something? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you yeah, know, you don't need to. And they're like, yeah, well, I don't really want to. And I'm like, well, don't do it then. <laughs> yeah. It seems like the only solution. Yeah. yeah it's it- like, yeah, they just need something extreme because they feel like, it's going to whip them yeah, yeah. that saying it's going to whip them back into shape or whatever really- I always yeah I always think as well like ask yourself like what needs are trying to be met by me doing this yeah. and then you often find out what it is so it's like oh I'm just going to start tracking on my fitness file again and you go okay what needs am I trying mm-hmm. to meet by doing this oh I want to be in more control oh okay could I maybe gain that in another way yeah, yeah. could gain that back that feeling of control by just getting back into a rhythm with consistency yeah. oh okay cool so you don't actually need to do my fitness file if you don't want to okay cool the event thing it's like oh I'm just going to go do this event it's like okay why is that oh because um I just feel a little bit like bored with uh, yeah, or whatever it might be okay yeah. so the need is boredom so that's what you're looking for you're looking for something else is that the the right way to output that energy mm-hmm. right now might be it mm-hmm. might be do you know what I mean you might if you're going into high rocks for fun or whatever maybe it is but maybe yeah. it's not so but I think you've got to ask those questions haven't you yeah absolutely you do have to ask and then you've got to ask that um that way of saying like what are you get it's like what is these habits that you don't necessarily want but you're doing like what is good about them yeah. um, what are you what is the benefit of that so some people who uh, maybe overeat in the evenings and just kind of lose themselves I wouldn't call it a binge that's something in, entirely different but I don't know eat a packet of biscuits I don't know the common one and it's I usually say like okay so when you're doing that what do you what do you love about it you know because you're doing it over and over again so you must like it Right. And then I, yeah, well, it's not really a like. And I'm like, well, Something's you, there. you, there's something because otherwise you wouldn't do it. And usually it's, oh, I don't know. I just feel like I just want to let go or I feel like it relaxes me or oh, I just feel like I, I just lose myself in it. And it's just, I, I just enjoy. So there you go. That's what you're looking for. You're not looking for biscuits. You're looking yeah. for letting go what does that mean is there a way that you could relax and let go that isn't going to necessarily harm you in, in the future is there a way um but yeah it's, that's really it, interesting one it's all just like self-awareness isn't it that's it literally what, is. it, it just comes down to and and at, like our job like we've said it's it's not often um telling people what they're thinking but mm. like asking the right questions to help them yeah. discover it on their own or like you say sometimes it is offering up and going 
from what you're saying, it sounds like this. Does that sound like familiar? And they're like, oh my God, it actually is. <laughs> it like resonates, but it's just been under the surface and it's they've not quite addressed what it is yet. Because sometimes I, I'm aware sometimes, I don't know about you, Sash, but we ask a question on a call and someone will go, I, I actually just don't know. And it's like they struggle to find that answer because they don't know what yeah. it is yet. And sometimes it requires a bit of time yeah. or it requires just like exploring what it might be with with a few options. But I guess like back to the question about so she's been training for a year and Mm. she feels like she looks the exact same okay so if you're training for a year one I don't know obviously this is just a random question context so I don't know what they're doing she could be doing Zumba I I don't think that's what she's doing but she could be it's like well yeah anyone who did Zumba for a year would probably unless they were doing something with their diet or whatever um but again, you have to remember that you go to the gym four times a week and do strength training. And yeah, at the beginning, you'll probably start to look a little bit different. But if everything looks the same outside the gym, as you know, I feel honestly, I feel like a broken record saying it because it is so oversaid. But that's not in the gym is not where the change happens. It's obviously what you do when you come out that makes that change. So if you and- did a good, really good session and then went out and ate a bag of Haribo and didn't and stayed up all night doing gear like you're not gonna <laughs> oh my god Harry Bowen, Harry Bowen, yeah, I don't know why wild. I said that I was that's just thinking I was just thinking what's probably like the shittest thing you could do probably at a, at an all-nighter on a warehouse <laughs> sugar, on sugar and drugs yeah right <laughs> no, no nothing really is gonna happen because you're not putting your body in that in that gross anabolic environment where it's gonna be like oh yeah you know what those muscles are stressed and I'm gonna rebuild the hell out of them and then in a don't know a year's time um, another thing is a year's hardly any and not really that long unless you're doing something super structured you will notice a difference obviously newbie gains and whatever but again I a year is a, a complete drop in the ocean um could be you're not pro- uh, using progressive overloads it could be that you've been doing the same weight in that year to um the end it could be that you're not focused you could be again this again because there's no context we have to think of everything um you could yeah, be yeah. going to the gym with a friend and talking and not really doing much um there's other things there's so many things yeah like you say and 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 as as much as all these fitness quotes are overused I, I'm going to do a take on one that is definitely overused which is abs are made in the kitchen bro which is obviously just annoying as hell but Mm. there is some truth in it which is things are done outside of the gym but rather than just focus on the kitchen which um is obviously a key part if you are trying to change your aesthetics Mm -hmm. the lifestyle part is massive so like 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 sasha says like if you're not going to at a regular time if you're doing recreational drugs on a weekend if you are drinking in excess all uh, every Saturday night if you um are super stressed in your job if you are um the main caregiver to your family and have so many different areas of like you say you've been training for a year what's that is that is that training once a week is it training three times a week absolutely is it um adequately resting is it training once one week then having eight days off then doing five the next week then do you know what I mean it's like it could look totally different so 
the there's so many different variables that come into it but lifestyle environment nutrition mm-hmm. are huge in regards to training everyone thinks and this is why gym memberships rocket in january mm-hmm. that everyone's problems can be solved whether that's aesthetic or otherwise mm-hmm. by joining a gym and reality is it's such a small part of what's going on with your health and fitness because the move like it obviously it's very easy for us to say because we um enjoy training and it's yeah. ingrained into our life but we would maybe say that's actually one of the easiest parts of it we would maybe say yeah. that in our with our bias attached to it yeah. because we know all the other things that go into helping somebody get to a place where yeah they're getting after the goals that they seek yeah absolutely and then um, also I think we should take into account that this person might be talking about cardio might be talking about running or biking and and I tell you what probably more so because you could put a beginner in a gym in the weight room and they could do something that's not necessarily that structured and you know not optimal and just to a professional would look a bit odd but you're probably going to get results because again you're a newbie and um but prolonging that for a year your results will obviously plateau because you will not have that stimulus anymore but when you're doing like aerobic work you could have you could do aerobic work every day five days a week and it could be really good stuff you know it could be low and slow zone two it could be aerobic intervals it could be mixed work it could be just cyclical stuff you could do that for a year you're gonna you you look exactly the same your insides would look a lot different oh man you're like, honestly zombie apocalypse you're out of there you're gonna be 90 <laughs> you're gonna be 95 fucking walking up mount everest well that's an, that's an exaggeration but you know what i mean as in you will probably your cardiovascular health will be phenomenal um if you're doing if you're doing it well but you're not going to look any different because that's not what it's for yeah yeah that's not you, the you don't do you don't do funny. an hour zone two on the bike for it's it's not it's which not creating funny. a stimulus which is funny isn't it really because like um especially working with female clients that's often where they start on the cardio stuff yeah. in, in an attempt to and again this is me tiring everyone with the same brush mm-hmm. in an attempt to say change the way that they look and it's like yeah, you yeah. are in the wrong <laughs> you are in the wrong zone yeah but again it's not saying don't do that because a lot of people say oh you should lift weights whatever of course you should but it's a lot of the things we do in life that are the best for us will not change the way you look whatsoever. For example, um, eating a variety of fruits and vegetables all year round. You're not going to look much different. Yeah, you, you, some, people might, some, some people might argue you your skin looks better or yeah, you but, look like you've got more energy or yeah. like that type of thing. But one of the things I think we need to discuss, though, is like, so obviously we've just said there, cardio wouldn't be the best thing if you were maybe going after an aesthetic based goal on its own yeah it depends what that no of course no because but, again, you could eat you could burn whatever calories in a, an hour won't, won't be that many and you could eat it back and it's like well you've got so many benefits from that but nothing's changing yeah but because of that then because we've said that about cardio mm-hmm. let's acknowledge the changes that do happen through resistance training then in your body yeah, yeah. okay so training training for a year what would happen really so again we've talked about all the different variables we don't necessarily know this person their individual their training history like all those different types of things be anything Um, yeah could be so many things but let's let's talk about 
um, somebody training, starting resistance training from nothing, from never, from never doing resistance yeah. training. Okay. Okay. And, yeah. And um, maybe some of the the benefits that come with that aesthetic and otherwise. Okay. Okay. Right. So you done nothing. We're going like just said. We're just going to take it from a, a blank, uh, a blank slate. Closely done nothing. Goes in the gym. Does probably what most people do. Probably an upper body and a lower body. I'm guessing that's what a lot of people would do, which is totally yeah. fine. Um, you would probably notice that you're getting stronger. So you'll probably notice that you were doing split squats with five kilos in each hand, and then maybe six weeks later you might be doing eight kilos in each hand, which is a clear um, strength increase. Um, if you kept going and you were consistent with a year, you would, it depends, but you'd probably notice some kind of muscular development as in, but again, this is genetic. So this is why I love what Pat Davidson said the other day about split squat. He's like, some people lean forward in a split squat to get more glue. And some people go upright to get more quad. It's like, it's irrelevant. You will, you will build muscle where you're genetically predisposed to build muscle. I haven't had, a, like I always say on this podcast, I've trained upper body for 10 years and I have, like, I'm the opposite to Jess. I have zero. And when I say zero, I mean not a glimmer of muscle <laughs> definition in, in my arms. There is nothing there. So again, it's like, if this person was genetically predisposed to uh, grow muscle quite well, they would probably look a lot different to someone who wasn't. Um so yeah, they could, you probably notice a bit of definition um, depending on what was going on with the dietary stuff outside. Again, every exercise is a hypertrophy exercise if you're in a calorie surplus. Um, you would probably notice your movements probably improving if you're repeating exercises. Um, you probably, this is the word I like to use, but you just feel more sturdy. Mm. You know what? Yeah. Over lockdown, when I stopped training for a bit, the biggest thing I noticed, other than I had no appetite, was the fact that I just felt a bit flimsy. Like a strong wind would push yeah, you. Yeah, you know, you know, like sometimes you just you just think, God, if if there was yeah, if there was a gale force wind right now, I might lose my footing a bit. Mm. But <laughs> when you strength train, you just feel like more a- able. Mm. And then like if I needed to climb up on my work surface and get something out of the corner of the fuck, I don't know, I'm just making up because that's what's in front of me. Um, I'd be fine. But I feel like if I never did anything to do with strength, I probably wouldn't be as confident. One, putting one leg on the countertop and pushing myself up on one leg, holding on to the top and, and again, pulling myself up. It's like strength training is one of those things where if you do it and you do it well and you do it consistently you are just more able you are just a more able person Mm. you can move things you can push things out of the way you can pick stuff up um you're less likely to injure yourself from like minor things like I always say I've got a friend who slipped a disc taking his coffee back to his desk um and his back was really, really weak. And, and I always used to say to him, you could really do with just strengthening that because it was so weak. And that was evident when he slipped a disc and ended up in bed for a week, just walking. Um, there are just certain things that just become... And 
over that year you would just be a more able person yeah one of the things that I noticed as well is like it doesn't stop you in some instances it might but obviously we'll never know stop you getting these little niggles and injuries no of course no but but obviously we'll never know because if it stopped it then we're never going to know that but one of the things that I also notice is and and it could be because you are fueling your body correctly it could be because you built the muscle mass or you've supported your tendons and your ligaments a lot better but it's like your recovery time is also a lot quicker I find Mm -hmm. so for example if you ever do like roll your ankle like I remember rolling my ankle when I was doing my marathon training and I remember it like was fine after two days whereas that would have probably wiped me out if I wasn't strength training alongside that for probably weeks on end Mm -hmm. and and I, and I always think there's so many little benefits to that because it's like you're able to bounce back yeah. in a way that um and isn't it, there's no guarantees there's no if you do this it will reduce your recovery time by x percentage no, we or, don't know that and exactly like you said if you do split squats for um uh if you do split squats for uh, a year and use progressive overload you will increase your muscle mass by x percentage again don't know that it's like these things that we can just never guarantee you will never drop you but it's like so specific but then also it's like (laughs) a question that you might ask is who really cares like and it's not it's that's not me saying that your goal isn't valid but it's almost like those numbers of like attributing like I want to grow 33 percent year on year or whatever it is it's like you're not really bothered about that like what you said as your goal was that you wanted to feel better and more confident or whatever that might be so let's talk about that what does that mean to you um because those aesthetic based goals that someone might have yeah might be a lot more deeper rooted than simply I want to build bigger shoulders or whatever it is yeah yeah absolutely yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because again, lots of people love the idea of, oh, if I hire someone, then at least it will be certain. It's like, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. It all depends. Did you stay consistent for the year? Um, what, 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 what are your genetics like? Like there's also, there's also a period of plateau, right? That's where of there is. if there isn't, then that's when you're a unicorn and you're a lucky bastard. <laughs> But it's like there the will come a point where like whatever in the beginning, there's the whole beginner's gains thing when it comes to strength, where you make huge progress in leaps and bounds into the weights you use or whatever goals that you're chasing after, whether that's running or otherwise or whatever it might be. But eventually that's got to plateau, right? You've got to come to a point where you're like, and that same thing will go for how your body looks potentially, unless you are going to continue to adapt the stimulus eat more food yeah train heavier yeah train more frequently yeah train whatever that might be and it's like there, there has to become a point where you go this is my sweet spot yeah exactly and you have to come to a point where you're like this is the most I'm willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. um because for example you and I are training ages high I have looked the same for four, probably five, four or five years um have I been training yeah did I have a little bit of time off in lockdown yeah didn't we all maybe um I just did loads of body weight stuff at home yeah but when I go into the gym just a just a little note to people out there who are struggling with this right there is nothing more satisfying and fun and explorative is that a word explorative yeah yeah um then going into the gym right 
doing your session and not expecting anything out of it. Oh God, I love it. Not a, bo- not a body check at the end. Oh, it's beautiful. I was in the gym, yeah. I was in the gym the other day. There was no one in it. I took my shoes off. It was middle of the day. Um, I done. I always do a really good warm up because if I do like a 10, 15 minute proper warm up, I'm so ready to go. My session is better. I'm a bit sweaty. It's like you just the zone. You're just in it. And I did whatever I wanted to do. Um, I think I did goblet squats. I think I did some uh, holds on the bar. Um, I did some cable stuff. And all the only focus was I just wanted to have a good session. And I knew that that session was going to do absolutely nothing to me. It's mm. definitely not going to change the way I look because, I mean, this one session. <laughs> um, the only thing that it did was made me feel um, nice that I'd moved that day and I just felt nice. And I went back home, had a cup of tea, got on with the day. There is something truly like, and, and, and I hope, and again, it's probably something that is an underlying factor when I'm working with clients, but I just want people to understand that that's fine. Yeah. And some people are, oh, but progress. It's like, that is progress. If I can go in the gym and, and, and explore movement patterns that 10 years ago, I didn't even know what a movement pattern was, do it with great success as in move really well and lift a weight that is hard but it looks good and it doesn't destroy me recover do something else again do something that's pretty advanced like holds and stuff on a bar gymnastic stuff is that not progress yeah then what's the the problem i i also um i always say this because i I'm conscious it's where I started my journey. So I think yeah. I've got like a little bit of thought around that, which is there's nothing wrong with having wanting to have an aesthetic based goal. I think no, I started being like, I want to look a little bit different or I want to whatever. I think but, most people do, you know. Yeah. And and I think there's nothing wrong with that. So if you listen to this and you're like, oh guys, you're saying all this and I'm still thinking I want to whatever that change these things. That's okay. That's fine. But I think it is always worthwhile asking yourself like, um, why is it that you want those aesthetic changes? So for example, if I said, I really want to have um, a bigger bum. Okay. It's like, okay, why is that? Well, I think it looks nice. Okay. Who, where have you got that from? You can't even um, see your own ass. What's that? You can't even see your own ass. No, but do you know what I mean? Like, I think asking, <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, asking yeah. like where that comes from. And if it, if you get down to it and it comes from like, um, oh, well, it's like the trend at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Like, but then, but then as we've seen in the last couple of weeks, body shape trends come and go so um the kardashians are getting the bbl removed um the um heroin chic as much as that is an awful awful terminology is back in which is basically being skinny so do you think though that maybe people who have been chasing aesthetic based goals maybe they get to a place where they were chasing to be have a big bum or whatever because the kardashians did so do you think they then go oh crap (laughs) I need to reverse it all to go back to her in chic. It's like, well, that'd be a really unfortunate situation if those people did feel that way. But hopefully the people that have chased that aesthetic based goal, it's it's evolved into a deeper meaning as they've got further into it. Maybe actually they've enjoyed getting stronger or learning about movement. And it's less about the aesthetics thing. And it's more about other things now, which is definitely what happened to me. It was maybe started aesthetics, but then was like, mm, it's not really about that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's about 
this discovery of what's going on and how things work and eventually led me into wanting to be a coach but I think it's if you have the awareness and the um the privilege to be able to think like that at the beginning do it like absolutely go for it because I don't think I was as savvy when I first started out so of course yeah and it remember as well it takes doing stuff like that to understand that it's not worth it Hmm. so if I didn't you know I say you know it's not about that and everything but you're looking at Jess you're talking to someone who spent three years trying to get 40 inch butt I've got stretch marks on my bum from where I did a glute program and my <laughs> bum grew really quick, quickly and then shrunk again. Right. I was, I was, I thought, what year was it? 20, 20 maybe 2013 to 2016. That's all I cared about. I remember thinking, well, my bum's really small because genetically I got small butt and I was like, I'm going to make it bigger and 10 kilos of weight and enough lunges to make someone cry. I got my 40 inch butt and I, I measured it, Jess. <laughs> I measured it and I posted pictures of it and it was like, wow, finally I am worth something more than I thought. And, um, and guess what happened when I stopped forcing myself to eat in the evenings and stopped doing 80 kilo lunges? Disappeared. It disappeared into thin air. <laughs> <laughs> and now guess what? It's back to where it was at the beginning. So this is what this is what we mean when it's no, like it's a stimulus. It's not it's not that you can't get those things. No. For a lot of people can, but some for some people over others, it takes a lot more effort to God, maintain it was that. Horrible. God, Which is why, like genetically, when someone like says, Oh, I've got this ab workout and they've got six pack abs, it's like, well, they either are a genetically disposed that way, which is probably highly likely, yeah. or B are doing a hell of a lot to try and maintain that and as soon as they would stop it would be like out the window yeah exactly so it's like you you have to just think about these things a little bit more if you do something really extreme like I would argue that my thing probably was extreme at the time because I was relatively I was a beginner then so I was doing a lot and when because I was younger I could get away with it as well so my recovery was great I was like doms who are they I was like mm-hmm. waking up the next day, like, fuck it, I'll just do that again. So obviously I was getting bigger and bigger and my bum was getting bigger and bigger. And and um, I loved the fact that my Lulus were literally like so tight on my bum because it got so big. And um, and then at the time I'm like, yeah, I learned, you know, you know what? I learned a lot about training glutes because <laughs> all I did, it's literally all I did. So it's like, do you want if that's why when people say I really want to do that I'm like fine you know what it's it's going to take a really long time and you'll probably lose interest um but if you want to give it a go fuck it you'll learn something from it and you'll probably learn a lot about yourself yeah oh look oh look I've got a massive ass but my life's exactly the same (laughs) because it was it was. I just. I was just one of those people who used the fact that I couldn't buy jeans as a personality trait. Oh look, my waist is small, my butt's big. Oh no, can someone help me? Where am I supposed to buy jeans? Uh, when really they probably just fit me fine. I just wanted them not to fit. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just a, 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 a thirst trap. That's what it was. Um, oh, God, guys, yeah. I was in my early twenties. Give me a break. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. There's those things as well. But this is what we're saying. So we, we're not we're not denying that um, training can change things. Of course it can. Of but it can, yeah. there, will, there will come a point for each individual, depending on how your body responds to that change, that yeah. stimulus, all those things, where you might have to decide, is the juice worth the squeeze? Absolutely. So to go back to the question, which I'll just read out before we go, I don't know if this sounds dumb, but I've been training for over a year now and I feel like I don't look much different to when I started. Why could that be? So... One, that's not all. That's not 100% what training is about. You might not look any different and that's totally fine, but just take solace in the fact that you've exercised consistently for a year and most people don't do that. It could be that you are, um, your diet, sleep, whatever, your lifestyle on the outside looks exactly the same. So it's hard for your body to react to a stimulus uh, and adapt without some kind of um, outside work. Could be that you're not... Um, loading that muscle adding enough stress to the muscle to make it grow could be that your positions are off um or it could be that you're just one of those people that that get results a little slower than um others which is totally fine I know I'm one of those people um and yeah so my advice to this person is just figure out what you want from it and only then can you work out a plan because otherwise you're just pissing in the wind mm-hmm. um yeah it's one of those underrated things like well what what do you want like the old age-old question what's better uh, what's better cardio or weight training for what yeah what are you trying to achieve what for, for, for what it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a bizarre question um add some context to your own thoughts figure out what it is you want from it and then make a plan but it was a good question and it was good enough that we spent the whole podcast on it which is fine yeah really good um, but yeah, really good. thanks for that, guys. Appreciate it as always. And also, just a little thing, if people are still here, well well done, it's been an hour. Um, Jonathan Goodman said mm-hmm. that if we get to 100 episodes, he will come on the podcast. So there's probably one for the coaches, to be honest, if you're listening, um, because most yeah. people don't know who it is. Um, coach, just, yeah, so Coach John Goodman is the OG personal trainer, basically. Of, he wrote, like, yeah, the, the first personal, personal training book I ever read, which was Ignite the Fire in, like... It, I've got it up there, just top of my head. Um, yeah, he's been in the industry longer than a lot of people have been alive. So, um, yeah, that'd be great. And it'd be very easy for us to get to episode 100. So I'm going to keep messaging him about mm-hmm. that. But, yeah, thanks, guys. Cool. Happy Wednesday, and we will see you next week for episode 77. Goodbye. See you in two minutes, Jess. Bye.